show where we make the connections with music and with you here on our radio show. And we talk about ideas that matter. Oh, I'm so glad you joined and you've made the connection with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge ourselves. We like to look at who we are in our relationship to ourselves, and the community and the world around us. How are we connected? What ways do we want to connect? How can we take an idea and find the connection to something more? And we're glad that you're here to be part of making those connections. Today, I have Christine Schroeder, who is a life skill advisor. She's an intuitive medium. And as an intuitive, she's worked for more than 20 years. She's honed her skills to meet the needs of a wide variety of clientele, locally as well as nationally. She has insights that are profound, and she is genuine. She's warm and welcoming, and she has a simple philosophy about her psychic abilities. She says, everyone can recognize their intuition. Psychic abilities are merely that intuition put to use. Her belief is that psychic ability is not unique. It's simply another aspect of everyday life that has yet to be explored for its potential. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, Lori. It's good to be here. I always enjoy when you join us. And today's kind of a special day. We're, we're at the beginning of fall. Yes. We're at that fall equinox. Yes. Tell me about the equinox. Well, um, that is the even point for um, the time of year where the sun is at its point uh, equal to everything. But from a spiritual level, it is where we are gathering information about um, what it's like to be crossed over, what we need to do to honor the dead, um, what our preparations will be for that winter and for that dark period. Um, not necessarily, you know, scary. I think our culture has turned it into the scary time. Mm-hmm. But in in years past, it was about honor. It was about respect. It was about um, bringing forth those people that we have missed and loved and lost through that season and how we can make them more part of our daily lives and incorporate them. I often think that being in tune with the seasons gives us lessons each year of our life about what the seasons teach us about living itself. This season, for whatever reason, this fall, I felt more compelled to be planting my herbs from the pots on my porch outside so they can get roots in cool. September yeah. before the cold comes. Yeah. It's kind of like, I I want to keep you going, but I know I'm going to have to place you in a place where you'll die, Right. but you'll come back. Right. You'll come back in the spring. Right. And and sometimes I I try and bring the pots in and have them be in in home and I thought no I'm. I want to root them. Yeah. I want them to have, and, and I'm usually planting just in the spring, so I'm feeling crazy that I'm doing all this planting in the fall. No, but there's a dormancy that's meant to be. Yes. And I think that that's kind of an interesting way of looking at this time, that we're we're going into dormancy. And we're celebrating bright colors. Oh, yes. Yes, that that, that last burst of mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like for now and enjoy it. I had a Hold friend it. tell me that when the chlorophyll goes, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, the sun's changed right. and essentially the chlorophyll. But what comes out is their real color. Really? I love oh, that. I love that the yeah. idea that the green goes away and then it can be revealed. Yeah. And I feel like as we get older, the green goes away, mm-hmm. but our true color comes out. That's true. Our, and before we die. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, <laughs> but we had our moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had our, our, but today you're going to be talking about ghosts and dead and crossing yeah. over. And you have a different definition between a person that is dead or an entity is dead and a ghost. Tell me how you right. you look at that. Um, well, I you know, I speak to to people that have crossed over all day long. Um, and there for me it's a little different experience when I am interacting with someone who is alive and asking me to connect to somebody who's crossed over. That's a request from a living person to tap into the other side in a very specific manner. Um, and that is their motivation. They want to get in touch with mm-hmm. Uncle Joe. Right, right. And that's that connection. Um, it's How a, is Uncle Joe doing? Yeah, is he know, doing all right? Yeah, yeah. What's his place? Yeah. Where's he, what's he feeling like? Is this good? 
Um, the other experience that I have is I will walk into a, a, a room or a space and Uncle Joe will be in the corner. Which Christine. Yeah, hello, are you here? Look at here. Yeah, exactly. Got a message. Over here. Take take dictation. You, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just let you know. And that to me Use these words. <laughs> exactly. Got something to tell Bobby. Uh-huh. Um, but really what that is is that is more um, their experience. The person who's crossed over wants to make a connection, which is very different than the people that are alive. I know that sounds strange, mm-hmm. but that is really a, a they have a, a, different motiva- rec- yes. a different motivation for the connection. Yes. They desire um, acknowledgement. They desire to be understood. Um, sometimes these people are conflicted. Sometimes not. Sometimes they're very happy in their space. Um, but more often they're not, than not, they do have some sort of a message, some sort of a request, some sort of a need for understanding that they are grappling with. And that's the energy that I kind of tap into. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I can... I, I call it feeling because it does hit on all my senses. Mm-hmm. Um, I can smell different things. I will see different things. I will kind of tap into their memories and their thoughts, um, which I do in my mediumship work. But this is just very much more driven by them than the other. So if someone's interested, they could come and say, is anyone visiting me here today? You know, yes. And that's just part of just a curiosity. They may not come with a particular person that's crossed over. They might just come in and say, hey, Christine, does yeah. anyone got a message? Yeah. You know, and, and can, can you be my little operator and, you know, <laughs> let me know what, what that message is? Yes. And, and oftentimes I end up with Aunt Gertie, who's uh, got lots to say. And the person sitting across from me goes, yeah, I didn't really know her. <laughs> well, then you. I should have picked someone. Because <laughs> exactly. she's got, yeah, you, exactly. you've got her tea set <laughs> exactly. and she knows it. Exactly. She's seen you not take care yes, of that tea yes, set. Yes, So it's really interesting how the, that aspect of things comes across as well, that that oftentimes when people um, open-end it, it's like, well, you know, whoever has the most to say, they're coming in whether you like it or not. <laughs> so that's always fun. Do you ever find that when someone does have someone that they particularly want to connect with, that that entity may or may not want to be connected with? You know, it rarely is it really a problem, but some there have been times where that person is not communicative, that that person is still struggling with some issues that that they may or may not, the person who I'm sitting across may or may not understand. Um, but usually we can work around that. Usually there is enough of a connection where I can at least get them to an understanding of where that person is that has crossed over. So that whether or not you've made the connection in that they have communicated a message, you can at least let them know where they're at in terms of their journey, journey, emotions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Yep. Um, I can give you an example there. um, I read a gentleman who had crossed over and he had had a very chaotic life and Um, had done some things that that a lot of people probably weren't terribly happy with. And when he crossed over, um, his wife came fairly um, quickly to come see me to see, you know, whether he was in heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, that doesn't exactly happen. You don't get heaven or hell. You get a chance to look at your life, um, and you either take that chance or you don't. And he had yet to really explore that so he didn't have a lot to say he was kind of stuck in the the negative um he was okay he was fine but staying stuck in the negative is part of that free will and choice and once she understood that she was okay with that that he forever will have the opportunity to move forward if he likes i'm assuming that it's somewhat painful to look at your life lesson it it's that's the fear uh-huh. is that it's painful what it is is it's like exercise you become stronger from it you mm-hmm. can move better you can travel through things easier so it is a uh, discipline it is something you have to you know kind of bite the bullet and do um, but once you do it the pain actually is alleviated it actually makes you feel better, not worse. Um, but yes, a lot of people who cross over are afraid of of kind of looking at, at that. Well, there's the, the whole notion of judgment day. Right. And shame and blame is sort of part of our culture in yep. terms of judgment and that you will be judged for your deeds or your, the deeds that you did not do. Right. <laughs> but when you say it's an exercise... 
I sense that there's people out there that that do grapple with their life lessons. Oh yeah. And I'm assuming that's helpful for when they cross over. Right. That they've got a little bit of inkling that they can then right. more explore on their journey wherever they yeah. are at. And it, and it from what I've experienced, it really is not a case of judgment. It is a case of understanding and the opportunity to understand. And I think the people that struggle the most with that, that have crossed over, are the people who were, you know, vehemently right and never wrong and never took time to look at their actions in life. Um, if people Sounds like who, a narcissist. Yep, yep. That They usually have a lot of issue with that. Uh, and not um, a whole lot of empathy. No, no. And, but the, the narcissists that cross over that do, you know, take the spoonful of medicine do get the greater reward as well because there's lots of things that they grappled with that they now can understand and see from a different perspective. So it's really helpful. And maybe less angered about yep. it. Yep, and a lot more resolution for those issues. Well, we're coming up at the end of this segment. I know next segment we're going to hear a little bit about a book you're writing. Yes. And a story. Yeah, I'm going to share one of my one of my favorite stories. And if folks want to get a hold of you and, and be able to explore their, their questions about um, the other side and yeah. needing a medium, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? Well, they can connect um, to my website at christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. So stay with us. We'll be back after some commercials. And we also have a uh, pair of tickets to give away for October 4th at Park Square Theater. So in the next segment, I'll be giving the phone number for you guys to call in to get that ticket. It's a tremendous show, and I'll tell you more about it in the next segment. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what it's really like to start and run a business as a woman or as a person of color? Hear the real stories from six startup founders that are part of the Lunar Startups Incubator Program, which, in partnership with the Knight Foundation, helps women and people of color create the next Fortune 500 businesses of tomorrow. Join me, Caroline Karanja, CEO of 26 Letters, and five other amazing companies on Monday, September 30th at the Palace Theater in downtown St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear these stories of hardship and triumph. Grab your free ticket at lunastartups.org. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Hello, I am Tandi Seasway Jackson Nissen, Miss Black Minnesota, and I am an ambassador for peace. At Twin Cities Nonviolent, we believe that peace is possible, that waging peace needs even more resources than waging war, because our survival depends on it. 10 days free from violence, from September 20th to the 29th. Please stand with us, learn with us, and wage peace in the Twin Cities by visiting TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. Buy appliances at or even below cost during Warner Stellings Real Deal Clearance Sale. Three days, Saturday through Monday. Choose from hundreds of floor models and closeouts, all marked with a big yellow tag. Warner Stellion has unbeatable special buys on top-rated laundry pairs, French door refrigerators, four-piece kitchen suites, and more. And you still get trusted fast free delivery and all the way and 18 months interest-free financing. Yellow tagged appliances below cost and unmatched savings on special buys. Saturday through Monday at all 10 Warner Stellion stores. I'm Peter Rackler from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue. Brunson's Pub is a place where history and passion are a part of every detail, starting with the menu. The Payne Phelan neighborhood arose from Dakota people who lived here for hundreds of years and pioneering immigrant communities, Irish, Swedes, German, and Italians, who made the East Side their home. More recently, waves of new residents from Asia, Latin America, and Africa continue the rich immigrant history and are revitalizing the community's cultural life and economy. 
Come experience Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I am your host, Lori Fitz, and I have Christine Schroeder, who is a life skill advisor, and she's going to be telling us a little bit about her book and sharing a wonderful story. But before I have her do that, I did promise you all that I have tickets to give away. So this is tickets for Friday, October 4th. The play is called Aubergine, and it's a son who cooks a meal for his dying father to say everything that his words can't. It's lyrical, humorous, and full of love. This is a story of intergenerational Korean family struggling to relate across emotional, linguistic, and cultural divides. When words fail, a home-cooked meal transcends differences and brings us together. Wonderful show. I'm going to be seeing it tonight, so I look forward to it, and I look forward to having one of my wonderful, lucky audience members be able to get a pair of tickets. The number to call is 952 956-6205. That number again is 952-946-6205. If you have already won tickets to Park Square, I'm sorry, I can't give you those tickets. Uh, There'll be other things that you can go to, but not Park Square. So if you've been a Park Square ticket theater uh, recipient, tell your friend to call in and then have your friend take you. Uh, So it's interesting today that we've got a play being uh, featured and given away about a dying father. Yeah. And as we're looking at crossing over and looking at uh, the difference between ghosts and dead people and the book that you're writing, it all kind of gets tied together with the book. Tell me more about your book, why you wrote it, and and what you you plan to share in it. Well, I've had many, many experiences with people that have crossed over both – through my mediumship work and just in my life in general. And it was one of the very first experiences I had um, as a small child that I knew wasn't probably the average experience. Um, But to me, where, where the need comes in for this type of a book is... The ghost story is the creepy, which is fun and lovely and all that. Um, But to me, there's a real resonance with um, our population is getting older. We are all going to be facing our mortality. And I think when challenged with that idea and that thought, to know and understand that there is something beyond the concrete here and now and understanding that we can make some firm ideas for ourselves to be resolute when we cross over and what that can look like and feel like and um, how that interaction can be a positive, um, but also how that interaction can get kind of disconnected and discombobulated. And some of my stories um, hold people or have people in it that are perhaps not quite as settled as they could be um, and what that experience is like and what we can do for them. We're all, you know, hardwired to believe there's something more Mm -hmm. and we want to find meaning and we want to figure out why. And I think we sometimes go for easy answers Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to think about it too much. Right. But you really encourage people to dig in and think a little bit more. Yeah, I think the easily digested uh, story is not necessarily the one that's going to give you the the best output. Um, it's like and, nutrition. Yes, it is. It is, and it's and, fast food. It's, <laughs> it's fast spirituality. Well, there is that. I think that's uh, in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I think there. You know, it, to me. Dead people have always resonated. I I don't know why, Um, but it is a comfort to know that there is something more, and it is intriguing to know what that purpose is. I think that purpose is um, not for us to know at this point. And it seems to me also that um, original communities, uh, aboriginally 
mm-hmm. oriented, are much more comfortable with the the living in the dead. Yeah, yeah. It's it's much more of a natural um, flow that it is something that that is just assumed that. Um, you know, it happens every day, kids. <laughs> but the indigenous seem to have a sense of it being, you know, very real and that it it is natural and it's not something to be feared. You mm-hmm. go into a forest, you don't see just, you know, young trees. Right. You see young trees that are growing out of dead trees. Right. And there is a much more acceptance of life and death being... Um, at ease with each other. I mean, the young tree, the sapling isn't fearful of the dead tree that it grows out of. It it gathers nutrient from it. That's that's true, though. I had an interesting experience. Um, I had a a friend who was was very ill and crossing over, and he wanted me to to really kind of speak with him about that process. And and so I said, well, you know, what are you afraid of? And he said, I'm afraid it's going to hurt. I said, well, sure. I said, probably. I said, but do you remember being born? He said, no. I said, I imagine that was probably uncomfortable as well. I said, I think that goes away. I think the point of of transition is to experience some of that pain, that discomfort, and move past it into um, the next chapter and the next thing that comes along. And I think that's part of what in our society we don't absorb, that somehow we fight pain, we move past it, we have an opioid crisis, nobody wants to feel anything other than, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy. And there is some important lessons to be learned to meet those challenges. And I think that that's why that's part of transition. So tell me about your book. Ah, yes. Well, I lived for a period of time in White Bear Lake. And I had some wonderful people um, that shared some stories with me and opened their homes and allowed me to experience some of the um, people that are still hanging out in that environment. And um, I have some interesting stories. I have one story about a gentleman um, that I met at a home. Um, and I'm going to just kind of read a little bit of that experience, if that's okay Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I was sitting waiting for my host to return, and I happened to find myself alone in her kitchen. And as I'm sitting there, um, my mind begins to drift, and my senses become heightened. And I smell damp leaves and wood smoke and the crisp air of fall, even though we were actually in the dead of winter. Um, I look through a picturesque bay window, and I see moonlight dancing across a lake. And I'm blinking my eyes, and the picture changes before me. I'm no longer sitting in my neighbor's kitchen. Somehow I'm outside on a cloudy evening. Ash and smoke are all around me. I see what's left of a ramshackle building. More a lean-to, really, just a doorway and a half-log wall remained. I feel him more than see him. It's a man in his early 40s sitting on a stump. He pulls hard on an old-fashioned whiskey bottle, the kind with a cork, not a cap. In that moment, I know his story. In his youth, he was a fur trapper, endlessly traveling from Canada through Minnesota and farther south. And I'm going to have to stop. That's wonderful. (laughs) And and do a cliffhanger for our audience. We're going to have to learn more about this fur trader and the vision that you had when this came to you in our next segment. And the tickets are still available. So call 952-946-6205 for a pair of tickets to Park Square Theater's Aubergine. We'll be right back and hear more of this ghost story from Christine Schroeder. Hello, I am Tandy Seasway Jackson. It's in Miss Black, Minnesota, and I am an ambassador for peace. At Twin Cities Nonviolent, we believe that peace is possible, that waging peace needs even more resources than waging war, because our survival depends on it. Ten days free from violence from September 20th through the 29th. There will be over 40 events to teach us how to wage peace, including a walk for planet peace to honor Gandhi's 150th birthday, featuring Reverend James Lawson, who led the lunch counter sit-ins that successfully reversed legal segregation in the U.S. There will also be Festival of Giving, 
and Black Masters Storytelling Festival for Families. In a whole menu of concerts, workshops, racial healing circles, writers' forums, prayer services, theater performances, and other activities to inspire our Twin Cities residents to participate to end violence. Please stand with us, learn with us, and wage peace in the Twin Cities by visiting TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. The Fall St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running the weekend of October 11th, 12th, and 13th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. The St. Paul Art Crawl showcases the diversity of art that St. Paul has to offer. By nurturing a vibrant arts community, the Art Crawl inspires artistic growth and fosters a creative exchange of ideas. Throughout the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore fabulous art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries. Hosting over 350 artists up for purchase will be paintings photography pottery sculpture fiber arts and more and when you buy local art you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love the metro transit is supporting the local art community with a free transit pass for saturday and sunday download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the art crawl be sure to get all the details at stpaulartcrawl.org that's stpaulartcrawl.org I'm Connie Bjork, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. We're excited for September 30th. Come and attend the first ever Undemo Day event, a celebration of big ideas hosted at the Palace Theater in St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. This unique event will feature six rising stars in our community as they share their journey of entrepreneurship. This event is brought to you by Lunar Startups and powered by Knight Foundation. Lunar Startups is helping women and people of color scale high growth businesses by connecting founders to customers and capital. Learn more and register for this free event at lunarstartups.org. With your AM950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Saturday, showers and thunderstorms are likely, with up to half of an inch possible. Highs of 78 and a low around 57. Sunday will be sunny, with a high of 68 and a low around 53. Eating local Minnesota.com's restaurant of the week is Hazel's Northeast, offering classically inspired, creatively prepared comfort food. This restaurant has scratch dishes rooted in over 50 years of family tradition. Check them out at the corner of 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis, or see the full menu at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Lori Fitz, and I have Christine Schroeder with us today. She is a life skill advisor, an intuitive medium, and an author, and she's sharing with us about her book today. Before we do that, just want to let you know, I have a pair of tickets. Great tickets to Park Square Theater. The show is Aubergine, and it's, son, it's about a son who cooks a meal for his dying father to say everything that his words can't. It's a wonderful show. Um, to call in, the number is 952-946-6205, and it's for October 4th. So in looking at this day-to-day, we're rapidly approaching Halloween season. We're on fall equinox, September 21st, first day of fall. The equinox is around us. We have Christine as an intuitive medium joining us, and she's sharing her favorite ghost stories from her book. Um, We started to hear a little bit about a fur trapper in the last segment. Yeah. And I want you to read more, but I'd love to have you set up a little bit about that's this. that's about. Yeah. 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 Well, it was an interesting experience. I was um, just visiting with friends, and I found myself in her kitchen. And I look over, and there's the old man sitting on a log. And I knew immediately that he was not going to go anywhere and that he was there because of the land and because of his life there. He hunkered down. He hunkered down, and he was happy. Um, And further conversation, What the funnier part of this story is then my friend comes into the kitchen, and I say, so do you know you have a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Hey there, friend. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She said, thanks, no. (laughs) So I explained to her who he was, and she had two small sons at the time, and she said, you know, um, my son... I I won't say his name, um, has mentioned that she's seen this guy in the backyard. And 
She said, well, that makes me feel much better because I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> Just some lumberjack <laughs> hanging out back there. Exactly. Why are you in my backyard? <laughs> but the kids would talk about him. Uh-huh. And and I immediately got a resonance that that's part of why he was there as well, was he was going to protect you know whoever was in this house. Nice. So, yeah. So it had a, a spiritual dimension in that he had a spiritual connection to the land itself, mm-hmm. where he felt safe, yep. where he wanted to stay. Right. You know, we hear about it like in Ireland and in various places of like the spirit of, of the land. Right. Um, and the sense of connection with that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So is there more from your book that you'd like to share from that yeah. segment? Well, and on that tact, um, he was happy here. He found his place, a spot to call his own on the lake. Now he makes his way by guiding the wealthy man from the city to his best hunting grounds and fishing holes. I take a second second look at this man and the ramshackle shack. I realize that the smoke is coming from the spot where his building once was. He has died in the fire, but he's not gone far. Mm. Yeah. So do you have a sense of what happened in his passing? In his- yeah. Um, the man liked his whiskey. <laughs> and um, I believe he just woke up dead one morning. Huh. And he is just proceeding. That's sort of an interesting idea. Yeah, I, woke I woke up dead. dead. Yeah. I, I hear Something's that a lot. Something's different. <laughs> exactly. Rise and shine isn't working. Yeah. No, no. It's, it's amazing how many people go, I don't know what happened. I just woke up dead. Um, but and and for him, he knew he wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, for me, as reading this experience and feeling this experience, I immediately knew his story. I could just feel that this was his spot, literally. Um, this is where he felt the most whole. It was the best thing for him in his life. And he couldn't imagine leaving it. He didn't have a family. He didn't have people who were waiting for him on the other side as far as he was concerned. And so why leave? This was this was what it was all about for him. And he had really made his world the animals and the, the land. And so that's where he stayed. Did you talk with the kids that had seen him? Did you? I did. And I what was their to, experience? Um, I, you don't come up to them and say, oh, so you t- you're hanging out with the dead guy? Yeah. How's that going yeah, for you? exactly. I'm like, so, you know, do you ever smell, you know, like wood smoke? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, well, what happens when you do that? Well, there's this guy that comes up and he plays sometimes at night. And I'm like, plays what? Well, he plays a violin. Uh-huh. Oh, so you hear things too. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. That was all they wanted to talk about. That's all. It didn't bother them. It wasn't disruptive to them. They just kind of assumed that he was supposed to be there. And that's what young children do. They don't understand that, oh, guess what? <laughs> He's not really supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's just a normal part of their their experiencing the world. Um, and as people grow older, we lose that connection. Well, we make we lose rules that about ability. it. Right. We, Our we, concepts change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We become disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I think, you know, I don't have children, but there were many adults in my world, people that have children, that will say, oh, you know, my two-year-old used to say I'm playing with grandpa yeah. and, and be very shocked by what that information that these young children have um, about specific incidences and situations with their parents that have crossed over. And to me, I said, yeah, you know, that's just a normal part of of growing up. You don't encourage, you don't discourage. If they're meant to, to use it, they'll keep it. So the reason you're writing this book is to share about the journey and to help people feel um, more comfortable in looking at looking at our what is our meaning and right. what is our lessons and right. and and not be so afraid about the process yeah and i think to me you know the the ghost story slash horror story is is all well and good and that's fun and lovely but there's another side to it there's a side to it that these were actual human beings and um they have a a desire to be respected and acknowledged and you know that's part of of what we need to do in our everyday lives and i think it's something to bring back into our culture what would you like to see different um I would like a greater understanding of the fact that there is something more um, and not necessarily 
um, rigidity around that, but just kind of exploring it and being willing to to um, incorporate it. Are there other stories that you want to share a little bit with us about? Sure. Um, there's another um, quick story that's actually kind of fun. Um, I was doing a reading in a antique store, and this gentleman would see a, a apparition all the time. And it was a woman who used to own the building. And she would come down, and she was kind of a Gibson girl. And they had the big, puffy bun in the back of their heads. And, and the, a high collar. Yes, the high yeah. collar. And she was quite a classy lady. And she would come, and, and he had begun to rely on her to point out different issues that they were having in the store. <laughs> And so, so he was a part of an employ. Yes, yes. I will employ my ghost. I will yeah. make you work. If you're yes. going to be here, that's fine. But I have some expectations. Yes, exactly. If you're going to be in the antique store, make yourself useful. Yeah. And and he really did. But he invited me and a friend um, to come and do some ghost hunting in his spot because he was just interested and curious. And so we did, and we talked to these people, and we kind of tidied up his store. And then the lady never came back, oh. and he was not happy with us oh my goodness <laughs> she would help me why why did you do that and she had just served her purpose and decided that that's enough acknowledgement for me and crossed over you know it, there comes a point where a woman needs to do what she needs to there do there you go yeah yeah <laughs> don't be telling her to stay in the store and keep your store <laughs> tidy with what you want exactly she yeah. may not be ready to do continue to do that that yeah. job that yeah. you've hired her for yes yes i think once she understood that it was an unpaid position uh, she was not having yes it. no <laughs> there's no upward mobility no this is not going to work no. for me yeah so as you've discovered you just said that you discovered this in our other segment um early on and uh, mm -hmm. your connection to to the dead and yeah. them coming to you and you have um always kind of cherished having those relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you believe that we can that every person is able to do a connection or mm -hmm. and what would that take for us to be able to learn how to do that well i think it's a couple of different things um because it resonates so much in our bodies we have to be aware of the difference between anxiety versus um Picking up on things. Mm -hmm. It's that same nervous system reaction where the hair stands up in the back of your neck and you get the goosebumps and people either are excited and, oh, yay, or, oh, no, this is creepy. That being aware of what that feeling is and being aware of where you are in relationship to this and tuning in can take tuning out, not mm -hmm. being on the radios or not being um, using um, media as much, not being glued to the TV, being, I don't necessarily advocate a, a true meditative practice, but a grounding technique. And being present with yourself. And being present with yourself and knowing, In you know, moment. what resonates yeah. for you. Yeah. Not thinking about the future. For me, um, I'm, I'm more present when I'm around animals, that they they help ground me and help me be in the now and not think about what's coming up or what's happened. It's just right. celebrating the now. Yeah, and I think um, that's the other thing. Um, animals also cross over and come and visit us, and people who lose their animals are often more accepting of that experience of them coming back than mm -hmm. loved ones because mm -hmm. it's a little easier to deal with Fluffy coming back than Grandma. <laughs> so. But Fluffy never was able to talk at the bed. That's right. <laughs> but nice to know that Fluffy's, you know, <laughs> wagging her tail and waiting for us. Exactly. <laughs> yep, Fluffy's still in her sunspot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting that way. But um, I think the other thing that I want people to take away from the book is um, – to think about their loved ones, to think about what they want for themselves when they cross over, um, how that how that all those connections don't die, um, they really do carry on. And I think our interest in genealogy and our interest in history um, that feeds a lot of that whole idea. I have to believe that working on making the connections before they cross over mm -hmm. enhances the ability 
for folks to let go and be able to trust the process more and then be able to continue, you know, what they started before the crossing over? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and for the people that I've read some people that, you know, were really good with dying. They had done everything they needed to do. It all felt good. And they were some of the happiest people when I reconnected mm-hmm. with them when they crossed over. Um, and also for the people that love them. You know, how, how yeah. do you create the connections that you want to, you know, so that you're not asking in a mysterious way after they, you know, take the time now. Right. And, and make the connections now that can last longer in terms of as you remember someone and as you think of them after their past. Is, yeah. It's taking those moments now to make the connection. Yes, very true. Very true. Well, my friend, we're coming to the end of this segment, but we have one more coming up. And in our next segment, I'd love to have you share about ways that people can connect with you uh, about uh, not only this, but other things that you, you like to do in supporting individuals as they're examining their life journey. So we're so glad that you're here, Christine. Share with us your email address one more time and website. It is christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. Terrific. And stay with us as we uh, finish up hearing more about the stories of ghosts and uh, Christine's experience with connecting with them. And you're listening to Connections Radio here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Mark your calendars for September 30th to attend the first ever Undemo Day event, a celebration of big ideas hosted at the Palace Theater in St. Paul from 6 to 8 p.m. This unique event will feature six rising stars in our community as they share their journey of entrepreneurship. This event is brought to you by Lunar Startups and powered by Knight Foundation. Lunar Startups is helping women and people of color scale high growth businesses by connecting founders to customers and capital. Learn more and register for this free event at LunarStartups.org. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. I'm Peter Rackliffe from the Eastside Freedom Library, and I'd like to tell you about an historic place on Payne Avenue, Brunson's Pub. Experience history and passion through the delicious menu, reflecting the Eastside's diversity. The choices are limitless. Salads, sandwiches, burgers, and shareable plates. Visit Brunson's Pub at 956 Payne Avenue and grab a discounted gift card when you mention that you're an AM950 listener or a supporter of the Eastside Freedom Library. Be sure to check out Brunson'sPub.com. Located just north of 50th in France, the Great Wall Restaurant has provided a delicious taste of authentic Chinese cuisine since 1981. Specializing in Sichuan and Peking dishes, they offer one of the most extensive menus in the Twin Cities. Favorites include hot and sour soup, pan-fried dumplings, and mushu pork with homemade Chinese pancakes. Stop by their Edina location or call for takeout at 952-927-4439. See the full menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. Hello, I am Tandy Seasway Jackson. This is Miss Black Minnesota, and I am an ambassador for peace. At Twin Cities Nonviolent, we believe that peace is possible, that waging peace needs even more resources than waging war, because our survival depends on it. Ten days free from violence from September 20th through the 29th. There will be over 40 events to teach us how to wage peace, including a walk for planet peace to honor Gandhi's 150th birthday featuring Reverend James Lawson, who led the lunch counter sit-ins that successfully reversed legal segregation in the U.S. There will also be Festival of Giving and Black Masters Storytelling Festival for Families, and a whole menu of concerts, workshops, racial healing circles, writers' forums, prayer services, theater performances, and other activities to inspire our Twin Cities residents to participate to end violence. Please stand with us, learn with us, and wage peace in the Twin Cities by visiting TwinCitiesNonviolent.org. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. So glad that you're here. And we're talking about ghosts and ghost stories. It's September 21st. We're Equinox. 
the autumn equinox where we move into the next season. And we've used that as a jumping off place to discuss um, how our relationship is to those that have passed. How do we connect? How do we connect to them and to our own sense of journey in looking at life? And in our last segment, I always like to encourage the guests to be thinking about what are we asking the audience to do? I always like to think about encouraging uh, the audience to do something based on the ideas that we've talked about. Um, In their last segment, Christine Schroeder, who is an intuitive medium, uh, was sharing about her new book coming out uh, that she's finishing up and the stories of the of ghosts and um, her connections with them. And we talked about how how do you do that connection? You need to be present. Um, you were talking about meditation isn't necessarily something that you advocate. Um, tell me about what that, that means to you. Right. Um, I think a meditative practice can be useful in certain arenas, but I prefer a grounding technique. And a grounding technique is um, a little different than a meditative practice. In a grounding technique, we are really anchoring our body. We are trying to to connect all pieces of it together, but we're very aware of being on earth, being present, being in this moment. Um, We incorporate the breathing technique. We incorporate a visualization where we actually create a space that is um, perceived a dome-like space where we can feel the resonance of other entities, other energies kind of impacting our boundaries. And that helps most people feel the separation between yourself and somebody else's energy and it helps in identifying where that's coming from how it how it can impact you and what you're going to do with it when you're in a meditative state you're just kind of open to everything Mm -hmm. this is a little bit different where you're open to it within certain boundaries Um, that way you have some control over the the dialogue and some way of of getting some intellect and ability to interpret the information that you're getting. So I prefer grounding techniques to meditative techniques in this. And what are some techniques that you can offer us in in terms of having us think about doing grounding? I mean, I could go out to my farm and do some grounding. Yep. And do you, is there like a time period that's good? Like uh, like five minutes a day is a good idea to ground or, right, <laughs> or right. you know, maybe once a week, do a little grounding, tune yourself up. Well, it really depends on what your lifestyle is like. Uh-huh. If you are really frantic and running all over the place, you need a down and dirty, quick grounding technique. Um, the first few times people do a grounding technique, I recommend that they do it either before bed or after, you know, waking up in the morning. Um, as a means of just kind of getting into their bodies, getting back into their bodies. Is that before or after coffee? Yeah, I would do it before (laughs) coffee, frankly. Uh I'm in a different world at that point. Okay. okay. It works. It works. And and really what it is is you visualize that you have giant tree roots coming out of the bottom of your feet. You wrap them around the earth's core. You feel that energy course through your body. Um, Then you try and visualize yourself in a 20-foot space with pretty doodads and a comfortable chair and you create a dome over your head and you make it as vivid as possible because your subconscious mind is what's going to anchor to this. Mm-hmm. And then once you've made it very vivid and you feel you've done your breathing techniques, you've, you've incorporated all these tools, it's much easier than on the fly when you're in the midst of traffic. You can just visualize that in your mind and that brings that calm pulls you back into your body, and it's a way to anchor yourself again. So if you're anxious in the car, you can remember, oh, I have roots. Yep. Roots are good. Yeah, roots are good. And it's I've got good. a dome, mm-hmm. so I'm safe. Yep. Yeah. I'm secure, yep. and it's a pretty little window yes. that I can be looking out of. Yep. I can look out. People can look in, but mm-hmm. I'm safe. Yep. Yep. Because a lot of the anxiety comes from feeling out of control, I think. Right. So it sounds like it's a way to give your sense, uh, yourself a sense of, no matter where you are, you still are in control. Right, right. But that also in using it as a technique to open yourself up to your intuition or, you know, being able to sense spirits is you know the boundary. Then you can actually feel when there is a different. 
um, energy shift. Mm-hmm. You can incorporate that information. Just like a barometer. You know, yeah. I used to say that my ankle, after I broke it, I could do a cable TV show with, like, <laughs> what's the weather according to Lori's ankle? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you do feel the barometer shift. Yes. Uh, there's, you become more sensitive to, yep. to changes. Yeah. Uh, but instead of changes in the weather, it's changes in your intuition. That, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. And the energy. And I think we forget that we are at our heart animals. Mm-hmm. You know, we are, we are part of this world in that very organic manner. Mm-hmm. And we intellectualize so much that we lose that connection. To me, it always reminds me of my my geese theory that we are all part of a flock. I mean, the geese don't like send out texts to say, okay, we're going to yeah. be flying now. <laughs> and so meet me at the oak and we'll be taking off. They just show up. Right. And you know your flock. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes I can go to like the furthest reaches. I, I could be in Italy and all of a sudden I see a high school friend. Yeah. And, oh, my flock. Yep. I've become reassured like, oh, of course, my flock's here. Yes. I'm part of my flock. I'm yes. doing what I'm supposed to do because my flock is around me. Yep. And and to me, that is exactly that same connection that you can have with um, your family members that have crossed over, the people mm-hmm. that are important to you, that you lose, you still have your flock. Mm-hmm. They're still there for you. You're still there for them. It's just working at making that connection. They may not be able to flap their wings in formation, but they're giving us they're a cheer. So good. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the right track. You're in the V. Yes. Keep it going. Yes. I do have to say, um, I I know that a lot of people that have crossed over do use birds do as a as a guide um, for their loved ones to kind of get them connected. So, well, recently Biden was giving a speech and an eagle appeared, and he shared that his son always would come to their lake and look out at eagles, mm-hmm. and he choked up and felt like maybe maybe this yeah. is Bo, maybe yeah. it's Bo, and how beautiful a beautiful beautiful eagle coming right. to him as he gives his speech. Right. So yeah. there, there is something magical about birds. Yeah, very definitely. I agree. Yeah, my, my, for, for me, my dad is usually some form of eagle, hawk, something along those lines, something that flies beautifully because he was a pilot. And wow. so, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that my father was a pilot, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. in World War II. Neat. Great. Great warmth to be able to think of folks and not feel pain and sadness, but to feel joy in the connection. Definitely. And I think whenever you talk to me about making those connections, there's always a joy. And that I think that's important. And, mm-hmm. and I know that's something that will come out in your book as well. Yes. So, Christine, before we go, make sure that you share how folks can connect with you. Sure. Um, I have an email address that is cspsychic at gmail.com. I have a website. Christine Intuitive Medium. WordPress.com. And you can call me at 612 910 2417. Be great. On your website, do you think you can put a little grounding exercise for folks to learn? I have done that. Good. If you can so do that, that'd that. be great. So if you want to learn more about that grounding, go to her website and, and give it a shot. I'm going to. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you. We're so glad you made the connection and are part of Connections Radio Show. And we'll look forward to having you join us next week, where we'll be having more about the art crawl. 